Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 13, season three of the standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Good evening, Richie. Well, another week, another disappointing Warriors performance, but I thought we saw a few other teams step up and impress. But um, overall, what were your thoughts of the round? Yeah, hi, Brad. I I thought the round was pretty entertaining all in all. Um, Warriors result aside, uh, it's been more the the Warriors news this week that's that's really piqued my interest and and um, got got uh, people talking. Yeah, definitely, and um, we we're going to talk about that in a little bit in our new segment. But while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at eight pm, you can also catch our show via our podcast on iHeartRadio um, at your convenience. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to be covering everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of Round 11 and our picks. Um, We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as some questions we've got for each other. And then we'll go and preview the Indigenous round and make our tips um, before hopefully, depending how long the Warriors news at the start of the the show takes us, um, we'll hopefully end with a recap of the Super League. Uh, so remember to send through your your comments and your questions throughout the show, and we may as well just jump straight into it, Richie. Let's do it, buddy. I uh, see Simon's here. Evening, Simon. Um, hey, mate. Uh, Warriors. We'll, we'll start with Warriors. Um, Chanel Harris-Tavita, he rejected the Warriors offer, and there was a lot of talks about, okay, where's he going to go? And then a day or two later, he announced that he's actually going to take a break from Rugby League. He says he intends to use 2023 to travel and continue his newfound hobby of writing. Um, what's your thoughts on the news? Oh, look, I'm a I'm a big fan of Chanel. Um, so obviously, I, I would have loved it if he resigned. But if he's not happy in the game and wants to do some traveling and and uh, you know pursue other passions uh, and that's good for his headspace, then I'm happy for him to to do that i'd much rather him look after himself um than see him in another team's jersey we were just talking about that before coming on yeah um so yeah obviously 
it's a shame from a Warriors perspective, but yeah, uh, I think CHT will enjoy his time away and, and hopefully come back with um, renewed vigour for the game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it's a, it's a big loss for the Warriors. Um, I was, when the talks of him rejecting the deal originally, I was quite vocal on, on the socials about, I don't want to see him go, but I didn't want to see the Warriors throwing like all the money at him to make him yeah. stay. Um, I didn't want to see him get like a million dollars a year just to keep him around. He thankfully didn't use it to his advantage to try to make coin, which is a bit foreign at the in the NRL scheme of things. Normally um, people will opt to take the paycheck as opposed to being honest on if they're still um, willing to, to give it their all. And Chanel, we did speak about it before we went live. Chanel is that type of player that gives you 100% week in, week out. So um, I think it's just more credit to him as an individual that he was honest with not only the club, and the fans, but himself about mm. where he sees it. And like I said to you before we went live, I just hope the Warriors keep uh, a positive relationship with him when he's on this break um, so that when he does decide he wants to come back, he wants to come back and be a Warrior um, instead of if the Warriors and him, you know, burn a bridge, which let's be fair, the Warriors management have been known to do. Um yep. They yeah, if they burn a bridge and he ends up going out off somewhere else, I think it it won't be it won't be a good look. Um, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, and I, I think Chanel is a pretty straight up kind of guy, and I yeah, I wish him nothing but the best. Um, I know his his writing isn't sport related, and I joked with you earlier that I really hope he keeps it that way. Um, <laughs> he he will um, leapfrog me in my dreams of getting paid to write about league and the warriors if he just decides to change what he writes about so keep writing what you're writing chanel i do read from time to time what you do so um yeah stick with that stuff please um next bit of news we'll keep keep the warriors train going uh matthew lodge was released effective immediately a few days before um the warriors game against the dragons um it's oh, what's your take on it there's been a lot of different stories coming out in the media. Mm. Yeah, yeah. A couple of people have have taken aim at Matt Lodge. Um, I heard Andrew Voss take aim at him. A couple of different people have thrown thrown some scathing um, remarks around. But yeah, I don't know, mate. What speak? You just speaking of Warriors management burning bridges. Do you think something's gone on here? Because they've still got a little bit of time before they're come back home so i know he wants to remain in australia fair enough but um he's requested to be released a little bit before we go back so um i found it a bit weird yeah the snippets in the news uh in the media from like the warriors management and um, nathan brown all kind of seem to lead to him wanting to leave now and not stick around and there was a piece that they basically said they decided to agree um just so he wouldn't become toxic in the workplace type of situation i uh, it, it sounds a bit pr spinny um to me but lodge has a habit of leaving clubs early he's done it at every club he's been at so mm. i'm not surprised um there was footage came out today that he was playing rugby union for north brisbane 
um, yep. yesterday. So um, he, he's jumped straight in and um, played a lesser sport, but um, good on him, I guess. He wants to um, go to a Sydney club. He's, he's bought a home in Sydney. That's all he wants to do. Um, the Dolphins apparently have said they aren't in the market for him due to their other signings they've got. So he needs a, a Sydney team. I'm not really sure which Sydney team would pick him up. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't know who would pick him up. He is a handy player, but mm. do you want to pay? He, he's looking for decent money, and do you want to put decent money in a guy that's got a track record of walking out on contracts? Mm. Um, I'm not sure. What do you? Who do you think will will pick him up? Oh, who knows, mate? Uh, yeah, maybe the the rooster sombrero will scoop him up. <laughs> Potentially, they they are probably going to see um, the end of Jared Warrior Hargraves at some point. Mm. Um, so potentially there there might be a little bit of room in their cap. I'm not sure. Um. Yeah, we don't know. Um, but to replace him, the Warriors have signed Dynamis Louis um, for the remainder of the year. I know a lot of people were up in arms about signing this old prop that isn't an NRL club. Um, he's playing for the Dolphins um, in reserve grade at the moment. He's their captain. But I think he's a, a decent signing for what they need him for now. They are only needing him to help for the end of the year. It's fair to say the Warriors are missing some experience up front now, mm. especially with um, Adam Fanua Blake getting hurt in a Murphy's Law situation of all things. Um, so he he's been he he played reasonably well. I, I spoke to a few people I know. Um, Simon might be able to step in as well um, with Louis' time at the the Raiders and said like. He, he had a few errors in him, which is a, a trait of all Warriors players, so he's going to fit right in. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, he, he's been averaging over 100 running metres um, a game. Um, and for Redcliffe, it is a, a step down. But if he can hit, you know, anywhere between the 80 and 110 each game, he's going to be doing what um, I expect from the front rowers and what some of the guys like Aaron Penny haven't been doing. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's a good step, uh, stop gap. It's a, it's a Band-Aid, but it's a Band-Aid they need. I know a lot of people want um, the Kepu brothers to come in. I think it's still too early um, for them. And the last thing you want to do is throw these young guys that have a whole lot of upside, throw them straight into the fire pit and – like ruin their run before they even get a decent chance. Mm. Mm. I, I agree with you that he's a, and, and Jacko makes a point in the chat too. Um, thanks for, thanks for tuning in Jacko. Um, he's a good gap filler um, with NRL experience. Cause we do have some good youngsters coming through, but with no lodge and no Fenua Blake, we're lacking some experience up front now. So, um, while it's good to promote some of these young guns, we're still in the we're still in a race for the top eight this year, and and we, we need some experience. We have other options. I mean, we could play Torhu Harris up front. Um, looks like they've named Jazz Tavunga up front this week as well. So interesting, interesting to see how we, you know, how things play out there. But yeah, I mean, we're going to need some experience, aren't we? Yeah, um, yeah, I am. Uh... I'm a bit iffy on Jazz being named in the front row, but we've seen Brandon Smith do it for the Storm, and Jazz mm. is a competitor. So, 
Um, he'll give it his all. Uh, I still think we'll see some changes before Saturday's game um, yeah. in terms of positions. But um, I, I know, spoilers ahead, you've got a question for me regarding that type of thing. So I'll discuss that more at that part of the show. Mm. Um, I had another bit of Warriors news down the bottom, but I'll move it up. Um, since we're talking about them all here, get it all out of the way. Ewan Aitkins signed a two-year deal with the Dolphins starting from next year. Um, not really a surprise. Um, Dolphins are looking for players. There was a player available. Um, he already knows Peter O'Sullivan. So an easy pickup for them. Um, looks like with all the forwards they've announced, he'll go back to being a centre. Um, what's what's your thoughts on Aitken going, becoming a Dolphin? Yeah, look, we knew... Um that Aitken wasn't going to be remaining with us. So um, fair play to him. And for the Dolphins, it's a handy pickup. We've seen he's performed quite well here across either second row or centre. But yep. the past uh, this year and, and last year in the second row, he's, he's been uh, one of our better forwards. So and tends to be performing pretty consistently every week. So I think it's a nice pickup for the, for the Dolphins. Um, yeah, to, to fill their roster. Definitely, and um, we'll keep that Dolphins train going now because they they made an announcement this week, which is quite interesting, and I think it's going to be quite good in um, long term in developing um, those smaller tier nations. But the um, SPPNG Hunters um, have announced a strategic, a strategic pathway partnership with the Dolphins NRL franchise. It's going to include. Um, I've got it here. Participation in a full NRL preseason for four young Papua New Guinean players. The partnership's in alignment with the Hunters' strategic plan to develop more Papua New Guinean players into the NRL competition by 2025. So um, I think it's a good move. Um, get some young guys some much-needed um, a taste of what the NRL is all about and hopefully get them to a good level. Um, it's all about developing the game and... Um, it's good to see the Dolphins are doing their part, even though they're coming straight through. Um, and, yeah, um, Simon said Papua New Guinea um, have a lot of good rugby players and it's a good arrangement for the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins basically will have um, their first the first attempt at signing some of these young guys that show potential. They'll get mm. to have a good look at them, and um, if they want, they can bring them into the fold. So I think it's a win-win, win-win for both. Yeah, Papua New Guinea, I think, uh, as far as rugby league talent's concerned, it's a bit of a goldmine, isn't it? They just need a development pathway. So, Yeah, um, and yeah. as Simon says, they're the only country to have it as the national sport. Yeah. So um, they're big into it. I know um, I've got a lot of people that read my website um, from Papua New Guinea, so um, they just love it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, great move for them. And, yeah, as Jacko's put in here, it's a very clever move by the Dolphins to yeah. – um, to take it so good news there um signing news we've got um we talked about it a few weeks ago about jack bird but he's officially re-signed with the dragons until the end of 2024 um so originally it looked like he was trying to push for a longer deal it looks like he's gone back on that and just taken the two um but good to see him stay with the club and herbie farmworth has signed a one-year extension with the broncos until the end of 2023 um We've got some more, but I'll, we'll leave on these two for now. What's your take on Bird staying with the Dragons and Herbie Farmworth? And does his extended time with the Broncos strengthen the Warriors' potential to keep Arthurs? 
Yeah. Um, Jack Bird's a good one for the Dragons, um, your favourite team, Brad. So, yep. you know, he's a solid player if he's uh, fit and healthy and, and not injured. Herbie Farnworth's a good one for the Broncos. He's been one of their best players this year, in yep. my opinion, anyway. So um, only a one-year extension, so maybe he's keeping his options open after that. Maybe see how the Dolphins go in their first year. I'm not <laughs> sure. But, um, yeah, no, that's good for the Broncos. He's been one of their best. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the last signing I had was Sharks. They've extended the deals of Jack Williams and Braden Hunley-Ueli until the end of 2024. So it's um, a good deal for the Sharks. I think the Sharks are really building something, and um, mm. they're, they're two young forwards um, that have been doing really well for them this season. Um, so good news for the Sharks. And um, before we get into Casualty Ward, um, there's still no word on a new Bulldogs coach. But um, Shane Flanagan has come out this week and made his interest known, saying that is a job he would be interested in taking. So I think we he's kind of been the one everyone's talked about anyway. The fact that he's acknowledged it and said he's interested, you'd think it would probably strengthen his chance of being named. Um, but again, that's something we're keeping our ear to the ground and hopefully have something a bit more concrete, closer um, to the announcement. Anything else you want to add there before we move into casualty ward? Uh, did he say anything about being interested in joining the Warriors? No. No. Oh, that's no. a shame. Anyways, no. You move on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, injury ward time. Um, quite a few and um, some big boppers this week. Um, I've, I've left some of the big boppers towards the end, but um, we'll start with the Cowboys. Um, Kyle Felt injured his MCL, yet another MCL injury this year. Mm. Um, he's going to be out for six weeks. And uh, Jason Tamalolo suffered a lower-grade MCL injury and will miss this week and potentially next. Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it, for the Cowboys? They're flying along, so hopefully they can cover those two. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll talk about it when we get into the game, but I think when um, Tamalolo went off, I think they, they still showed yeah, they, were um, fine. they had it. So uh, there's still big losses, but it looks like they're, they've got a, a bit of grit in them, so they, they should keep going the way they are. Um, yeah. Raiders have a couple as well. Uh, Chance Nicole Coxted, um picked up a hamstring injury, and he's expected to miss one to two weeks. And Jared Croker was named to make his comeback from a shoulder injury this week, but it looks like he's set for more time on the sidelines as the injury's just not improving, and he may require surgery. So you potentially could see him perhaps not playing again. Um, what's your take on those for Ra I think the Raiders will cover Chance okay because Xavier Savage played quite mm. well when he came on. But um, Jared Croker, they're kind of used to not playing with him at the moment. But I think just for who he is and what he means to that club as a whole, I think it would have been good for everyone. And it may still happen, but to see him crack 300 games would have been mm. really good. But, um, yeah, what's your take? Yeah, it's. I think they'll cover them. Like you say, I think both guys have had a fair bit of time out with injury, so it's it's. Um, the Raiders have become accustomed to operating without them. It's it's more the heartbreak factor for um, someone like Jared Croker. Um, hopefully, it doesn't spell the end of him, and he can go on to those milestones he's he's so close to hitting. But yeah, we keep our fingers crossed for him. Definitely. And um, then uh, probably the biggest news um, in terms of injuries this week, Tommy Turbo, my predicted Dell M, um, winner of all the awards. Um, 
his season is over. He dislocated his shoulder um, in the game in the weekend, and um, they're about to have surgery in the in the next coming days that will see him out for three to I think they said three to six months. Mm. Um, so that's um, yeah, NRL season, Origin, and World Cup all all gone for Tommy Turbo. Um, massive, massive loss. Um, not just for me, but for Manly. Um, what's your take on Tommy Turbo um, getting injured again? Yeah, it's again heartbreaking for him, especially off off the back of what he did last year. Would have been really nice to see him kick on this year and back it up, and and you know that way I think it would have boded very well for Manly to become a, a you know a powerhouse club again. But it's the season never really got going, did it? This this year it's been stop start, and now it's put um, put the pen through it all together. Yeah. Um, yeah, disappointing for for him there. But, yeah, he, he never really got to the heights that he had last year um, at any stage in this season. So disappointing. I was, I was hoping for a, a big back end of the season from him, but it's it's not going to happen. And um, hopefully he gets through the surgery well and gets back even quicker than they anticipate. Um, but, yeah, they'll want him um, fit and healthy for next year. Mm. Uh, disappointing. Um but we'll continue with that with uh, Newcastle, Bradman Best. It's um, probably any positive injury I have here as a Selfish Warriors fan. But um, Bradman Best is going to be on the sidelines for a lengthy spell after dislocating his elbow. Um, not a nice injury. It didn't look great. Um, but it does help the Warriors out a little bit because he's a very dangerous ball runner. Um, and he's, he's burnt the Warriors in the past. Yeah, look nasty. I'll say that first and foremost, and I wish him a speedy recovery. But yeah, hundred percent. What Warriors' point of view? Yeah, I, I seem to remember last year him torching us. So um, if you're going to take any positives out of that, I think it's probably only Warriors fans that that can can you know, do breathe, that, a, yeah. breathe a sigh of relief. But yeah, um, yeah, wish him nothing but the best in his recovery, and then um, we'll end the injury ward, unfortunately, with Adam Fanor Blake. Um, they haven't given us anything concrete on length of time. Um, early reports saying he was done for the season after sustaining a foot injury. So foot injury, very similar to what Ben Murdoch Masilla got last year. Um, but some early scans, um, were positive and they said he could potentially only be out for two to six weeks as well, but we just have to wait for further developments. I... Um, Warriors fan and not Warriors fan. I, I hope it's the the shorter term. Um, you never want to see a player out for a long period. But yeah, as a Warriors fan, losing him for the entire season um, is a massive blow. So hopefully, it's only a few weeks. But um, what's your take on um, losing Fanua Blake a few minutes, or basically just into um, after trying to learn to be without Lodge? Mm. Um, yeah, when I heard it was possibly season ending, it was definitely, uh, it felt like a real hammer blow. Uh, so fingers and toes crossed that it's, that it's not that. And, and the news we heard today that it might not be quite as bad as, as first thought, hopefully that's the case, but yeah, big part of our forward pack and our go forward. So that'd be a huge hole to fill for the rest of the season, um, so hopefully, please, Adam, please do 
do whatever you can, <laughs> rest it up, fix, you know, do whatever it takes, get better and come back on the field. I'm learning through my own um, fractured ankle right now that keeping it elevated um, is meant to be different. So yeah, keep it, keep it elevated, hopefully put ice on it and all that stuff. And hopefully you're back sooner rather than later. I'm, um, I keep looking to the left cause I got Facebook on the other screen, looking at my page since Paul isn't with us again tonight to keep a track. We've got um, Mark um, has asked if we know what's going on with Tom Ali. Um, must be cleared from his injury soon and keen for Pride Peterson Rabati to get a run too. So it was on the extended bench. So I see Simon's given us his picks. So I'm going to write them down. So I'll let you start that. I know it should be a question for later, but I thought I'd do it now. Oh, hey, Mark. Thanks for tuning in again, mate. You, you. Sh- I thought you would know more than us, mate. We were just amateurs here, Brad and I. Um, no, I was wondering the same thing myself. I, But in saying that, um, like Brad and I was sort of touching on a bit earlier, it's be good to blood these guys, but nice to have some experience too. Um, so maybe if we can bleed them in off the bench while Adam Fanil Blake is out you know maybe they might pick up an opportunity we'll see how we go but yeah i, I i'm a fan of tom ali so hopefully um yeah i think he still hasn't come back yet i think he is still quite. he hasn't been cleared yet um yeah. pride pride i think is ready um pride was almost ready to basically be in the side last year mm. um so i think he could easily be taking a um a Jack Murchie or a Katoa spot on the interchange right mm. now. Um, but yeah, I think it is, like you said, um, all the experience gone at the moment's probably um, stayed their hand a bit. I think if you had Tohu Harris and Curran and all that out there right from the get go, you might have seen those guys come in. So maybe, you know, Curran's potentially back next week. Um, once you've got Aitken, Curran, and Tohu out there. I think, um, but um, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see. Um, hopefully, he gets his chance sooner rather than later. Otherwise, he might end up staying and ending up a dolphin. You never know. Mm. And <laughs> God, I'll bring that one up. Bring it up. Um, so, um, Caden Rogers has said he considers it an insult to rugby league players in general of past decades where presenters on Warriors-based livecasts such as yourselves talk about the current Warriors players as if they're talented NRL standard footballers. Every player in our squad, except for Reese Walsh, is extremely soft physically and mentally while offering very little talent and skills-wise. It's laughable, really. Um, it's an interesting take. I actually think Reese Walsh is one of the softest players we have. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He, he always gives it 100%, don't get me wrong, but if you look at him the wrong way, um, he'll stay down. Um, he's either getting hurt all the time or he's milking. Um, either either way, I'm not a fan of it. Um, but it's clear to say there, there are many players. We'll get about to it um, when we talk about the Warriors game. I think there are several players in there that aren't at the level of being an NRL player. Um, but, yeah, I think you're underselling a few few of the other players, uh, um, Jacko's mentioned uh, Tohu Harris. Um, I think Josh Curran was up there as well. Um, Adam Fenor Blakes, one of the, the best front rowers in the game. Um, but um, um, yeah, not to mention, I was saying to you, Brad, how I think this 
playing away from our home base is really starting to affect us now too. We, we've got our fair share of challenges, um, not to make an excuse because no, the past, there's no excuses. Past four or five weeks, it's been pretty hard to defend our team. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know it is. What we, it is. And to be fair, we don't really um, defend our team that much. Um, no, I, we put the boot in. I, I recommend um, recommend you uh, read my blog, Caden. Uh, I, I can be quite aggressive um, <laughs> with my my thoughts on how poor the team has been. Um, but yeah, I had Naughty Boy Corner, but there's no suspension, so there's not much in it. Um, Jared Aurelio Hargraves got charged $1,800 for um, swearing at a referee. Um, but Good that boy. was really the, the biggest one. So we may as well um, get straight into round 11. Um, so I'll give the floor to you. Thank you, sir. Thursday night. Broncos defeating the Newcastle Knights 36 to 12. Six tries to two for the Broncos. Billy Walters, Jordan Ricky, Selwyn Cobbo with, an, with another double. Corey Oates and Herbie Farnworth. To two tries from the Knights, Tyson Frizzell and Caelan Ponga. Um, yeah, and the Broncos keep marching on, Brad. Um, they're well in the top eight now. And what do you think? Are they are they on their way to a top eight finish this year? Oh, I think they could be if they keep playing the way they are. Um, you no know, Adam Reynolds either, was there? Yeah, no Adam Reynolds. When I saw that Adam Reynolds wasn't playing... I still thought the Broncos would win because the Knights have been atrocious this year. Um, but I thought it was going to be a lot tighter than it probably should have been. And that, yeah, that wasn't the case. It was even in the first half, you know, they were six all at halftime. Um, but, um, and the Knights, to their credit, they did look better um, than they have in some time. They just couldn't keep it for the 80 minutes. Anthony Milford, I thought, was good in his first run. Um, he just needs some game time to get to match fit. Um but he's definitely going to be adding to the um, Knights' attacking ability, and it makes me very worried about this weekend's match against the Warriors. Um, but, yeah, the Broncos, they just dominated that second half. Um, it's, um, I think, Ezra Mam. he was the one mm. who came in to replace Reynolds. I think yep. he he did well on debut and showed a lot of promise. Um, mm. You're not going to keep him in there over Reynolds by any means, but um, it shows that they've got some good potential youngsters coming through. Um, Katoni Staggs and Selwyn Cobbo were just um, continuing to be dangerous. Yeah, um, Their forwards were fantastic. They, um, I looked at the stats. All but one ran for over 100 metres, mm. with Payne Haas running for 181. Um, and, yeah, they just keep building momentum. And, um, yeah, top eight is probably on the cards. Um, interesting, yep. yeah. Agree, complete, agree completely. I just wanted to... A lot of Newcastle Knights fans probably, if you're scrolling through Facebook on, on Thursday night and Friday morning, felt that um, the Knights were in it and then the game perhaps swung a little bit on a couple of dubious bunker calls. Um, one of Selwyn Cobbo's tries looked to be a, sh- a sure obstruction and um, Dan Gagai dropping the ball over the line, looked to have re-gripped and placed it only for the bunker to deny him. What'd you make of it? Um, yeah. I the Graham Owsley came out and defended it. I I I don't know anymore. Um the obstruction <laughs> yeah. the obstruction rule seems to change every time it's called. Mm. Um where there was a few other games this week as well where there was obstructions that were called or weren't called. 
Mm. It's just hard. Um, I, it's a Mickey Mouse operation when it comes to officiating in the NRL, as we talk about on almost a weekly basis. Um, but yeah, I think take those away. I think the Broncos still were dominating them all over the park. So mm. it's, yeah, it's, uh, you know, um, we're Warriors fans. We'll, we'll do the same. Um, go, oh, we lost by 40, but that one decision two minutes into the game changed everything. Um, you know, you when you're on the losing side, you're going to grasp at straws, but a spade, calling a spade, um, they just weren't better than the Broncos. Yeah, no, I agree. I was just throwing the fishing line out there, mate, see if I could get you to bite on that. <laughs> Friday night, the Tigers defeated the Bulldogs 36-22. to Seven tries to four. Luke Garner, Stafford Tor, Ken Malmalo grabbing a double. Fa'amanu Brown, Jock Madden, and Fa'amanu Brown grabbed another one, actually. And four tries to the Bulldogs, Matt Burton, Jeremy Marshall-King, Jacob Carraz, and Aaron Shoup. Um 18-0 at halftime. Tigers looked like they were flying. Um, Matt Burton scores just after halftime. Jackson Hastings goes to the sin bin pretty much immediately after, and then Bulldogs get a couple more while while that while um, Hastings is in the bin. Um, then the Tigers kick back out. But, yeah, the Bulldogs finally score some points, even if it's while someone was in the bin. Yeah, it was, a, it was a cracking game, which isn't really something we've um, said in recent times whenever these two clash. Um, mm. But, yeah, I thought, yeah, like you said, Tigers controlled that first half and they were looking ready to run away with it. The Simbin happened, which opened the door for the Bulldogs. And to the Bulldogs' credit, they took advantage, which is something the Sharks didn't do last week and the Warriors didn't do the week before. Mm. Um, but, yeah, um, the Tigers, they didn't drop their heads. They stayed focused and got the job done. Um, there were some big efforts up front from Luke Garner, Joe Alfangawi, and Alex Twal. Alex Twal, despite not being able to run through his little sign at the start of the game, he was running through the defensive line. So, um, yeah, those forwards, they just ensured that the game, um, the Tigers had momentum rolling. And then um, Hastings and Jock Madden made the most of it. And, um, yeah, especially um, later on in the game when Aaron Schott got Simbin for the Bulldogs, they mm. run in a few tries too. Yep. Um, Tigers aren't going to be a top eight side, um, but you can believe they're going to fight each week, tooth and nail, which I think is what you want from every every team. Um, we've said it a lot on here, even in defeat with a, as a Warriors fan, you want to see your team fighting, which we haven't got to see a lot. But um, the Bulldogs, it wasn't really that bad a game from them either. They took advantage of having an extra man, got some points on the board, Um but when it was 13 on 13, I think they still really struggled to get some attacking phases set up, um, which has been an issue for them all year. Um, my biggest gripe for them probably would be Matt Dufty. I mm. feel um, like he just doesn't care anymore. It's always, I, I hate saying it because you can never really put your mind in someone else's head. Um, but it's, there's no urgency to his play anymore. And he just, nine times out of 10, he's going to take the easy option which isn't what you want from your your teammates or as a fan from your team. So he he survived it. I probably would have dropped him um, for this week's game, but he's still going to be out there um, for fullback. But, yeah, um, you can see why no NRL club is willing to offer him a deal. Mm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up too because I didn't want to touch on that a little bit. He, did. Yeah, I would drop him too. But the question is what who do you put there? 
Would you be tempted to try Edo Car? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Fullback, or is he too good on the wing, in your opinion? Um, I know Edo said he wouldn't mind playing fullback in the past. Yeah, I. What? To be honest, what have the Bulldogs got to lose? Yeah, you know, you know what? Putting him out there and he plays bad and they lose, they're losing anyway. Mm. Um, so yeah, sometimes try it. He, that is something he wants to do. Um, so let him put his money where his mouth is and give him a shot. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone could be worse than what Dufty's delivering for them right now. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, anyways, that takes us to the next Friday game. Parramatta Eels squeaking home off, off the back of the sideline Mitchell Moses conversion in the last minute. So Eels 22, Manly Sea Eagles 20, four tries apiece. Hayes Perham grabbing a double, Tom Opacic and Will Penasini grabbing grabbing the um, try towards the end. For Manly, Ruben Garrett grabbing a double, Christian Toipolotu and Morgan Harper. The difference here, Mitchell Moses' boot, three from four to Ruben Garrick's two from four off the tee. What do you make of this one, Brad? Very close, entertaining game. Yeah, very entertaining. And yeah, as you said, close. Mitch Moses getting the win with a couple of minutes to go with a sideline conversion. Um, Manny looked like they had it won, to be honest. They were scoring tries in quick succession, but then the Eels bounced back with two quick ones towards the end. And um, yeah, uh, just an exciting contest to watch. I thought stats-wise, both teams played well. Um, They were neck and neck. Uh, Manly losing turbo for the final 20. Did not help them at all, um, but yeah. they were still still in the match at that point. Um, in terms of what I would change if I was um, in either team, I think for Manly, um, it would be their discipline. They had a 9-2 to two penalty count. Mm. Um, but that, that was really it. Everything else looked okay in my eyes. Um, but it's going to be a, a tough next month for Manly. they got some big bopping um, games coming up and without Tommy Turbo and without players for Origin. Um, it's going to be a tough time for them. Um, for Parramatta, though, they found themselves in a tight tussle. And um, as you know, and as people that watch regularly know, I've always criticised the Eels for not being able to get in the grind and get a win. They did that here, um, which is a good sign. Gutherson was involved heavily. Haynes Perham probably had his best game since joining the Eels. And Ryan Madison was a beast. Um mm. 
more performances from like this from the Eels um, will be the difference of them going deep in the finals or falling out in the first week. Um, for Eels fans, hopefully it's a good sign um, that their team is getting some grip. Yeah, I find they can grind a game out as long as it's a top team like the Storm or the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, this is another game where finally people taking advantage of the sin bins. So Mitch Moses in the 39th minute gets binned for interfering with Tommy Trebojevic on a, on a breakaway. And then that was pretty much right on halftime. Manly score a couple tries after halftime. And then Sean Kepi with a tip tackle in the 72nd minute and that, that sort of opened the door for Will Penasini to score in the corner as well, leaving um, the Eels with an extra man. So, yeah, maybe the, hopefully the Warriors are taking notes how to, how to take score. When they... Yeah, how to take advantage of that situation. Um, it segues us into the next game quite well. It does. Um, unfortunately, we have to talk about it. Dragons 24, Warriors 18. Uh, four tries apiece again. Goal kick can make the difference. Uh, for the Dragons, Zach Lomax with a double. Cody Ramsey playing very well at fullback. And Michael Muller grabbing the tries for the Dragons. For the Warriors, a double for Viliami Valer, Sean Johnson and Dallin Wotenis Lesniak. The difference being goal kicking Zach Lomax, three from four conversions, one penalty. Reese Walsh only being, being able to convert one from four, albeit he had some difficult shots. Um, the writing was on the wall early, Brad. Very first set, in fact. Um, <laughs> I'll let you take the floor. Oh, man. Um, so I was sitting there writing the match report for nothing but league for this game, and, yeah, they kick off and Sean drops the very first touch of the ball. And I was like, ah, oh, all right, here we go. Um, then Dragons, you know, a few seconds later, um, they just, yeah, they strolled over easy. Um, the Warriors did get back into it not long after. Um, Sean woke up from that little mishap, and I think he played he played all right after that. You know, yeah. um, the Warriors scored four tries. His kicks led to three of them, and he ran hit the line for the first time in forever and scored as well. Um, but, yeah, away from that, I thought Adam Fanua Blake and Tohu Harris were strong. Um showing how much of a loss Fanua Blake is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as you said, Reese Walsh had an off night on the kicking tee, but he was active with the ball. Um, yeah. It's good to see him getting himself into the match a bit more. Um, they had a few attacking opportunities, but they let themselves down with silly options and decisions. That flows into what I'm about to say about the Dragons. The Dragons, you know, everyone knows I love them to bits. They're my <laughs> most hated team. Hate them with a passion. Um, but they made the most of the Warriors' errors, um, and they played the Warriors like a fiddle when it came to defending. Um, I mentioned it in my review on my website, but they kept giving the Warriors the outside shoulder, um, and a few of the backs and the Warriors learnt the lesson. Um, one in particular didn't, and um, that was Adam Pompey. Every time yeah. they gave him the shoulder, he took it, and he ran down the sideline, and they just pushed him out in that beautiful wet weather um as a, a former prop i don't know what the sideline looks like because you're not allowed to go out there um <laughs> but in those wet conditions you avoid them the warriors just didn't um Dallin showed you the other side there was a few times where it looked like he he bit on the outside and then he cut back 
Mm. He wasn't cutting back and breaking the line or anything, but he was getting away from the sideline, which is what you should be doing. And um, I'm very surprised that Pompey survived um, to make it into playing this week. I would have dropped him um, potentially after the second time he, he went over the sideline. I probably would have hooked him um, in that game. But, um, yeah, I thought, yeah, that's completely going away from the Dragons' performance. Um, Cody Ramsey I thought was great at fullback. Um, he was asking questions of the Warriors' defense all night. And um, we said it before the show, but um, it's cliche, but the Dragons wanted it more. Um, mm. I think the the turning point and the moment I knew the Warriors were losing was that time when um, Lomax was in the end goal and was in trouble. There were Warriors all around him, and he got out. They um, did a driving maul. His, his teammates helped him get out of there. But there was – I watched it back a few times as I do – when I'm taking my notes and there were like three or four Warriors players. Sean Johnson was one of them and um, they just watched him and then waited for jazz to come in and make a tackle. And it's like, if they had all just jumped on him there, it would have been a repeat set. And then who knows what would happen. But once they got out um, of the end goal, um, it was a, a second win for the dragons. And they basically went the whole way. Um, Reese Walsh got penalized, probably could have got Simbind. Um, mm. He was lucky in that situation, but um, they were looking at going length of the field try after being in the end goal. Um, it was just, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a tough loss as a Warriors fan to take, um, but the Dragons deserve that win and they'll be happy um, to get it and um, be looking forward to facing the Bulldogs this week. And the Warriors, if they don't increase their effort and beat the Knights this week, you can um, stick the queue in the rack, I think, for the season. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I won't touch on Adam Pompey anymore. You already did You already did that. Thanks, thanks for that. Um, on, po- on the positive side, you, you mentioned a couple of forwards. I thought Dallin Watenis Lesniak was quite, well, it was good. Uh, Viliami Valer had, had his hands full with, um, down his side defensively with um, yeah. Moza Sully. He's a Hard man to tackle at the best of times, but I thought on attack he was a lot better this week with his two yep. tries and he and uh, his his running game was a lot better. Um, yeah, it's it's a tough one to take, Brad. Another close one where I think our, the destiny was in our hands, but the footy IQ just wasn't there in, in yep. those conditions. So let's move on. Yep. Cowboys carrying on their winning ways, going big against the Storm, thirty-six to six. Storm with a few key players out. They're in a bit of a rut the past couple of weeks. Six tries to one. Tom Gilbert, Reese Robson, Murray Talangi, Jeremiah Nanai grabbing a double. What can't that young man do? He's just, I'm reading his name out every week. And Scott Drinkwater with the six tries for the Cowboys. For the Storm, just the lone try to Felice Kafusi. Um, yeah, wow. Another, another um, result that probably shaved a few years off um, Bellamy's lifespan. It's probably some damaged furniture in that coaching box, but what do you think? It was by far the upset of the round. Um, I keep waiting for the Cowboys to fall apart, but they just keep building and building. Yeah. Um, Yes, the Storm had injuries. Um, We we touched on it last week when they lost as well. Um, The Storm aren't a team that 
perform like this when they have injuries, they they might lose, but they'll still give it a hundred percent. And it looked like watching the bottom four teams. It looked like watching the Bulldogs, the Knights, the Tigers, the Warriors, those types of teams. It was that type of performance, which you don't expect from the Storm ever. Um, playing Harry Grant in the Harps was a bad idea. Um, but, you know, they they got some players back this week, which will help them. Um, but, yeah, there's no, yeah, no throwing the baby out with the bathwater with the Storm. The Storm have been bad horribly bad but we we all know um like them or not they're going to bounce back and they're still going to be a threat in the finals mm. um they just made it was simple mistakes again um like last week too many errors too many missed tackles and they never fired a shot um but that's completely disrespecting the cowboys and their performance um yeah, that was fantastic they were good their forwards were busy constantly had the storm defensive flying going backwards um, the backs were all dangerous um, and looked ready to score almost every time they got the ball. Um, yeah, Cowboys really impressed me. They found a backbone um, is probably mm. the most uh, blunt way of saying it. And um, if they continue like this, they will stay a top four side. Um, I kind of, at this point, I've kind of relented to the fact that they're going to stay in the eight, even though I didn't predict it. Um, I always kind of thought like, yeah, they got in the four at the moment, but they'll start to slide. I don't know if they will um that if they keep playing like they are here um that they're they're gonna stay there i don't know if they would get into the top two but i think third or fourth is definitely still going to be on the on the cards for them at the back end of the season absolutely i won't add too much more so we don't go too long but (laughs) just quickly um the storm were putting on huge scores on everybody until a couple of their players dyed their hair blonde now they're trash do they need to dye their hair back Potentially, yeah. Um, the Eminem style of um, hair kind of went out years ago, so maybe that, maybe they need to, yeah, go back <laughs> think, to El Natural. I think there's something there. Um, the Panthers, thirty-two to the Roosters, twelve big winners over the Roosters. Um, five tries to two. Jerome Luai having a massive game. He got a double. Appy Corusel, Stephen Crichton with a runaway try, and James Fisher Harris. For the Roosters, James Tedesco and Paul Momorowski and one Sinbin for Jared being a naughty boy swearing at the ref. Um, Panthers, super dominant. Brad, I thought it might be a bit closer. Roosters, my premiership tip, but not really a contest this one. 18-0 at halftime, and they go on with it. Um, Yeah, I don't actually have a lot of notes on this one because I I feel like I could have just copy-pasted from every other Panthers game. You Um, could have, yeah. It's a dominant display from the Panthers. They just have that um, horrible ability to make teams pay for any error or mystery they make, um, yep. which is what we saw here. Um, their defensive effort doesn't, um, or I haven't talked about it a lot this year, but it is the backbone of this team. Um, they Their defense first and then their attack kind of follows. Um, but they managed to keep the Rooster Stars quiet other than you know those two tries when the game was over. Mm. Um, the, I've got a stat here the Panthers back five of Dylan Edwards Taylor May, Brian Tall, Stephen Crichton and Isaac Targo racked up 883 running metres between them in this That's match nuts. alone mm. um, yeah it was a dominant effort by the Panthers but the Roosters did make them work for it um, they held them off for 20 minutes at the start but then once um, they they broke the line um, it was it opened the gates um, and then yeah 
Jared Wawiaha guys put on report for his high shots in the 69th minute and then Simbin for swearing and arguing with Jared Sutton. Um, it's uh, okay, fair enough, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I was a back chatter. Um, that will kind of flow into a question Callum's got for us that I'll do in the question section um, on why I shouldn't put my hand up for a particular job. But um, yeah, I would have been Simbin a lot if that was me in that situation, um, especially if I was a Warriors player. But um, yeah, I, I guess it was fair, but it, it, it didn't change the outcome anyway. So it, it's not a, a thing the Roosters fans can point to. But yeah, um, just disappointing from your um, predicted premiers. I agree. I agree completely. It was disappointing. I, yeah, I've never been friends with refs, mate. I've been sent off from an indoor cricket game for um, disputing going? for disputing a decision rather vigorously. So um, I'm, I stand with you, Jared. I, I know where you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sunday, Raiders 32, Rabbitohs 12. Simon would have loved that one. Um, six tries to two, Nick Kotrick, Josh Papali'i grabbing a try in his 250th. 250 it was, wasn't it? 250. It was, yeah. Hudson Young, Sebastian Chris, Matt Tamuko, and Xavier Savage with the six tries for the Raiders. Two, only two tries for the Rabbitohs, Damian Cook and Alex Johnston. Uh, game was pretty much gone. It was 20-0 at halftime. Where's this Raiders come from? This Raiders resurgence come from, Brad? They've, yeah, they're picking up wins all of a sudden. I can tell you where it's come from. It's come from Simon not picking them every week. Um, that's the key yeah he he picks against his team and they um they come back but um yeah it was another surprising result for me i didn't expect it um raiders started quick and kept the pressure on um storming up the middle um just great forward work all round Mm. um and if you're winning the the battle up front it makes everything else easier um yeah raiders have turned things around um you know they 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 still you know, they didn't score a lot of tries in the second half. They still only got two, but um, they're not fading like they were, which has been the biggest issue with the Raiders this year. Um, mm. Hopefully they can keep it up for Simon's sake. Um, but the Rabbitohs, they took a page out of the Warriors book from their Magic Round clash and didn't show up in the first half. Yeah. Um, and then even even when they did show up in the second half, they didn't really do much. They, they got those two tries. Um I think they're missing Cam Murray a lot. I know we have spoken yeah. in previous weeks about the impact not having Latrell Mitchell there has had, but I think Cameron Murray um, probably means a bit more to them in the middle than Latrell does out the back. And um, their spine, talking about Mitchell though, their spine is struggling to link and create scoring opportunities. Um, I don't know if um, the Rabbitohs need me to do a Skype call or something and sit down with the halves. Maybe... <laughs> maybe show them a thing or two. Um, Sean seems to be listening and taking on board what I've been saying. So uh, maybe I can help the Rabbitohs out there. Um, But yeah, they're missing key players, but the rest of the players that they've got need to step up now um, if they want to play finals footy, because looking at the ladder, the way things are going, they might miss out. Good chance of it. Uh, I agree completely with uh, Cam Murray. He's one of my favourite players in the game at the moment. And, he just does so much for that team. He's kind of like Isaiah Yo for the Panthers. You know, he's more than just a, a, a hit ups and, and tackles. Um, he ball plays and and 
sets a lot up for the spine. So, yeah, they are missing a bit of, uh, a bit of firepower in their lineup. But the Raiders, I wish we'd see a similar resurgence from the Warriors. So, good, good for them. Good for um, them indeed. Good for final them. game. Final, final game. game. Sharks twenty-five, Titans eighteen. Four tries to three for the Sharks. Connor Tracy, Nico Hines, Ronaldo Mulatalo, Lachlan Miller with a with a nice try um, from behind halfway. Uh, three tries for the Titans. Jared Wallace grabbing a deuce and Isan Masters with one towards the end of the match. Um, yeah, it's a bit closer. I, I thought the Sharks might be a little bit more dominant. Brad, what about you? Yeah, it was a lot closer than I was um, originally thinking. Um, but it was a good game to end the round with. Um, mm. The Sharks did start to run away with it a bit. Um, mm. But the, some tries in the final 10 minutes from the Titans yeah. um, brought them into it. And they had a chance to come from behind, but they just left that run a bit late. Um, I thought Nico Hines was coming back to his best, um, you know, after his horrible performance last week. Um, despite you know getting a simbin in this game, um, but when he's on fire like he he's been doing a lot this year, um, mm. the Sharks are hard to beat. Uh, Lachlan Miller made his debut um, playing at fullback for the Sharks and probably showed he should have been their fullback last week. Mm. Um, he had a strong debut. He, he ran for two hundred and ninety-four meters, mm. including um, that fantastic against the flow try that he scored. Um, as expected from Sevens players, he's got a yeah. lot of pace and um, hopefully he gets more time to shine. I think he could actually um, be quite a little spark um, for them. Um, but, yeah, I was looking at the stats. Nine of their players ran for over 100 metres across the board. Um, they were always ready to attack, um, but they were also putting their hand up defensively. Um, they all did their part. I, I couldn't really single out a player on the shark side that didn't look like they were giving it their all, which is all you can really ask for. Um, Titans, I thought they did play well. Um, they were getting all the stats, you know, um, big meters for their forwards. Um, they just couldn't convert the yardage into points. Um, Jaden Campbell was dangerous again out the back, yeah, but AJ good. Brimson and Toby Sexton were a bit quiet and they really need to make, make an impact on the game if the Titans want to get wins. Mm, yeah, I like what I like what I see. You know, I like the chemistry between Heinz and Mulatalo. We saw for yeah. Heinz try is following up on the inside of a lovely sweeping attack down the left, and Mulatalo felt um, passing back into Heinz for a try. And then for Mulatalo's try, one of the best passes of the year, I think. Heinz with a big cutout ball, perfect out in front of Mulatalo to score. He couldn't get a better pass. You, yeah. You'd probably agree, Brad, being the playmaker that you are. So definitely, um, yeah, it was right up there with a, a pass like I, that I would do. Um, it would be up yeah. there. So very good. He very gets good. a pass mark. <laughs> that was the round. That was the round. So we'll go into our our tips. Um, bring it up here. So um, despite Simon going against the flow with us on two games, we all ended up on five out of eight. He backed the Dragons, so he got that one, but he backed the Titans, so we lost that one. Mm. Um, that was the only difference. Um, you copied me, so we had the same. We got the Warriors, um, the Storm, and the Rabbitohs wrong. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Simon also got the Rabbitohs Storm game wrong as well. So I am still leading with 56 out of 88. You are two behind on 54 out of 88. 
and then Simon is two behind you on 52 out of 88. So it's really close. Um, it Simon's already given his tips, and he, um, he's gone pretty much the same as me, um, bar two. Uh, so hopefully you've got some different ones too, and I can extend my lead out a bit more. Um, but before we move on, um, I suppose I should bring up the ladder. There we go. Um, so it wasn't really too much changes. Um, there's a few teams gone down. Um, we'll go uh, Panthers staying at the top, um, four points ahead of the Storm, who are second. Um, Cowboys are on the same amount of points. It's just points differential. Even though if they could have got one or two more tries against the Storm, they would have moved up. Um, Sharks are fourth. Um, then we've got the, the bottom of the top eight. We've got the Broncos at fifth. Eels at sixth. Roosters at seventh and the Rabbitohs at eighth. Going into the bottom eight, we've got the Raiders sitting on the cusp there. Um, just their points differential holding them out. Uh, Manly a tenth. Dragons eleventh. Warriors are dropped down to twelfth. Titans are thirteenth. Tigers fourteenth. Knights are fifteenth. And then the Bulldogs sitting at the bottom. Um, any surprises there other than the Cowboys? Uh, the Broncos as well. When you look at the past f three, four years, to see the Broncos and the Cowboys sitting that high up the ladder, it's refreshing for Queensland footy. Other than that, Definitely. not really. Definitely. And there's the fixtures, so we'll hide that for now. And um, we, we've gone super long, so Super League's getting getting missed this week. But we'll <laughs> have some questions. Um, there were some questions in here. Um, we'll go with... Um, Callum had two. I'll, I'll give them both. Um, first one, Callum said is, Brad, will you throw your hat in the ring for long-term Canary Bankstown job? You're the man for the job. I believe in you. Get it done. No, I am not a coach. Um, I, I tried it. I tried it once, and I didn't like it. Um, it it's not my thing. I, am, I think I will always be a player. Um, as much as I'd like to do other things, if I was involved, I couldn't do it. Um, I can give my opinion, and that's about it um but yeah that's a no um and then um callum also asked do i use beard oil and beard balm or just beard oil maybe you don't use either i must know um depending on the day i'll use either one or one or both or none um i have it all there it um it is what it is um i don't know and um, I don't really see any other big ones there. Simon did mention that um, there's no Super League this weekend. That's right. It's a Challenge Cup final. So I will just briefly mention that it's Uddersfield. I finally got it right. First Wigan hey. um, in the Super League. So we'll, we'll do that now since we're going to miss it later on. Um, but I'll go with my question to you first. Um, with what you've seen so far this season, do you think the Warriors will still make the eight? You and I both had them in our predictions for the top eight. Do you still hold on to that, or do you think they won't? It's getting harder and harder, Brad. Um, we're on a skid right now, so confidence in that tip of them being in the eight is pretty low. I, If I'm going to be cutthroat and make a call now, I'd say probably not. I think I've just seen more from a lot of the other teams sitting in the eight. The mantra for the Warriors is to keep the faith, I've lost the faith, but what I've got now is hope. So I'm keeping the hope. Yeah, um, Jacko is agreeing with you, uh, saying make the eight, no chance. Yeah. Um, 
I live with the never say never, but right now looking at what you've got um, on the ladder, how teams like the Raiders, the Broncos and the Cowboys are performing. Nah. Um, I I don't even think Manly and the Rabbitohs will make the eight um, by the time the end of the year is. So I can't sit here on this show and say that I think the Warriors will. I want them to, of course, Mm. but um, with what we've seen right now, no, who knows, you know, a win here and then a couple of wins during origin period, you might change your mind. Um, Mm. Some players come back, but um, yeah, as of right now, I have to say, I don't see it. Yeah. Ask me again in five weeks. Yeah. And um, your question for me. So you're the forward expert with Lodge now out the door and AFB set for a stint on the sideline through injury. What does Brad's starting forward pack and bench rotation look like now? Yeah, great question. I love you throwing these to me at the last minute. Um, (laughs) I have kind of um, taken into account who will be back um, next week. If just going by NRL, it's not guaranteed that um, Curran and the likes will be returning, but they're scheduled to be fit for next week. So I've gone with that notion. So my front row is Ben Murdoch-Masilla, Wade Egan and Tohu Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, my second row is Ewan Aiken and Josh Curran. And then my lock is Jazz Tavanga. Um, my interchange is Freddie Lussick, Aaron Penny, Demar- uh, I always get this wrong there, uh, Louis, Louis um, and Katoa. Um, that's who I've gone with. I was looking at Tohu Harris being a front rower from next year with Lodge gone anyway. So I think this will be a time to do a, a test run. Um I like him out on the edges too, but I think there's just too much um, out there and other players that they can't go into the front row like he can. He he did it in the weekend. Um, mm. So that's what I've gone with. Did you scrub, scroll any down or no? Nah? No, you're the Ford expert. That's why I threw it at you. Um, right. Fair enough. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I would move Aitken out to the centres, but I've been vocal about that from the start of the year. So for me, that probably means Torhu dropping out back to the back row. Yeah. If that's the case, yeah, if we move Aitken out where he should be in the centres, I'd probably start Louis. Yeah, um, Leave Penny as my interchange coming on and then my extra person, um, either Murchie or Pride. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's exactly what I would have done. Yeah, coming on to the bench. Um, But then I would like um, Arcee or Arthur's given a shot in the centres at the moment too. Um, Mm. But... We'll see. So we'll go into round 12 now and our picks. Um, I'll bring up our little picture here. Paul, as you can tell by how um, not a lot of things are at, Paul decided to have another night off. Um, don't know why this time. He, he's just given up on the Warriors and us, I think. But um, we've got Indigenous round. Should be a good contest. So I've got my pen here to write your picks. Thursday night, we have Storm and Seagulls. Simon and myself have both gone with the Storm. I think um, Seagulls with no Tommy Turbo and Storm with Munster and Hughes back. They should get this one. Yep, me too. All right, Storm. First game on Friday, we have Panthers-Cowboys. This is um, a lot more interesting of a matchup than I would have thought at the start of the season. But Simon and I have both gone with the Panthers. Um, I think the Panthers are just too strong for most teams right now. but I think the Cowboys are going to have a make a match out of it for sure. I think it'd be a fantastic match, um, but I, I think you're foolish if you tip against the Panthers. Um, but I think it'll be a great game. 
Right. Second game on Friday, we have Broncos, Titans. Uh, Simon and I have both gone with Broncos here. Um, Titans, they did look good, but Broncos um, are at another level at the moment. Um, and I think, yeah, uh, they're always hard to beat at home as well. So, yeah, Broncos. All right. So you are copying me again. Um, <laughs> I miss the days when you went different. Um, first game on Saturday, Warriors Knights. Simon and I have both gone with the Warriors. Um, I think I said it to you um, during the week when we were just chatting, saying if the Warriors don't beat the Knights, um, they don't have a shot of anything this year. So I'm investing heavily on the Warriors to get this one. Yeah, I, I also went Warriors. That completes the trifecta. I, I'm, I'm with you. If we lose this one, the question you just asked me in the question segment, that, that becomes a hard no, very yeah. hard no. But while we're on the Warriors and the Indigenous round, how good are the Indigenous jerseys? Yeah, like them. Um, yeah. I really always, nice. I'm always a bit of a fan of the Warriors Indigenous jersey when they make yeah. them anyway. But um, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, second game on Saturday, we have Rabbitohs Tigers. Uh, Simon and I have both gone with Rabbitohs. Mm -hmm. You, yeah, I think you they, too? yeah, I think they might bounce back this week. Yeah, um, and then the first game, me and Simon differ on. We have the Sharks and Roosters. I have gone with the Sharks and Simon has gone with the Roosters. I went with the Sharks. You went with Sharks? All right. Um, next game, Bulldogs, Dragons. Uh, Simon and myself both gone with Dragons here. Um, yep, me too. You Bulldogs copied me. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Bulldogs are wooden spoon for a reason right now. Um, and yeah. then the last game of the round, Raiders-Eels, and the last game that Simon and I disagree on. I have gone with the Eels, and Simon has doomed his team by picking them, and he's gone with the Raiders. The Raiders are definitely losing now. I went Eels. There you, you go. Went Eels. So we're exactly the same this week. But uh, Simon has a chance of equaling his score with you if we are wrong. So um, the games we differed on were Sharks-Roosters and Raiders-Eels. Um, so it looks like there's some good matchups in there. Um, so it should be a good week and looking forward to talking about it next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. In Super League, as I said, um, it's off this week. Um, and Simon's also said we're forgetting the games in Canberra. That's a good that point, is, Simon. That's a good that point. That is a good point, but you're not tricking me with your mind games here. I'm sticking with my pick. Um, so, yeah, no Super League next week because they got the Challenge Cup of Wigan versus Uddersfield. Um, St. Helens are still at the top of the ladder. Catalans are sitting second on their own now because they won, and Wigan are third because they lost their second in a row. I looked at it, I didn't get to watch a lot of the game, but I think they they rested a few of the players because they kind of do have an important game coming up. Mm. Um, so I think that led to it as well. But they were um playing Hull FC, um, and it was still close, it was 31 22. Mm. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to add? I know um, Paul charges us money anytime we go too long. So, but. yeah, no, just thanks to everyone for um, jumping in the chat and and making a nice conversation of of tonight. So, and and to you, mate, as always, yeah. thanks for having me on. Thank you, and um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and joining us tonight on the standoff with Brad and Richie for your weekly update on rugby league. Tune into our show next week at eight pm here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Thanks for joining me again, Richie, and good night, everyone.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 